Hello and welcome to Connection Life Ministries podcast. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's Word. Today's podcast is from Jim Moore, founder of Salem House of Prayer in Salem, Oregon, and Words of Encouragement with Jim Moore. This is Jim Moore, and you are watching not Words of Encouragement, although I hope the words are encouraging, but this is Justice for America. It's the program where we talk about uh, current events and how we as believers can pray for them. It's really a call to intercession in many ways, and uh, perhaps telling you some things that you are not aware of, and so on and so on. And it always gets Jesus in the middle of it, right? Hey. Jesus, okay, it's always going to get the Lord, and it's always going to get Scripture. Um, just to recount real quick, hi Angie, uh, and by the way, thank you all of you for do, for tuning in. I, I don't mean to breeze past your names real quick, but I had a little bit of a thing happen this morning. I need to get to it right away. Um, but I uh, had an angelic visitation that instructed me to do the program. That's why I'm doing it. So. It's a, I try to do it every Tuesday. It's like the same way words of encouragement sometimes got, has some uh, civic um, situations, global news, things like that, um, governmental, political, social issues, all of that mixed in with the gospel because, you know, it's all a part of who I am and it comes out. Uh, but I try to keep it mostly gospel. This one is the same way, but try to focus more on the... Um, uh, the social issues and so on. But this one this morning, the Lord spoke to me about the blood of Jesus. But before I get into that, and I've got some links at the bottom of the page about some prayer issues, um, kind of had a thing happen this morning. And I am going to have to make this short today because we're pulling out. I'm sitting in my RV. I don't know how you can see. There's my there's my RV and looking out the window. Yeah. So anyway, it's um, it's a great day. It's traveling day for me. But uh, just before I came on today, I I put a word in the program, and suddenly, now, and I'm not saying this to be a fear monger, but we, you and I need to live in the reality of the day we live in. We cannot just pretend. Uh, you know, it really has come to the place now. We're in a different season of life. Okay, what? What we were able to do, what passed for, um, you know, being active in the social realm and so on in the past will not pass for today. You and I are called to be the light of the world. We're called to be the salt of the earth. Hi, Gene. God bless you. Hi, Gene. <laughs> you probably got that before, haven't you? All right. We're called to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But, but, right? No, don't just hide away but reprove them. In other words, be the light. We're not called to just hide the light. Jesus said that really specific. Anyway, this morning I put one particular word, just one, that is a, that's a, you know, uh, for the powers that be that control so much of these mechanisms that we use. And I went to turn on my computer and it had erased all of my information. All of my personal data was gone. Now, if you don't think we're fighting a war, okay, and that word, you would be shocked. I'm not going to say it, <clears throat> okay, but uh, there are people being arrested today 
for simply preaching the gospel. You say, well, I, I just avoid all those other things. I avoid all those hot button topics and it's not really necessary because Jesus wouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, listen, you cannot pacify a bully. You need to understand this is the enemy that does these things motivated through deceived human beings. Okay. So you can't make this division. And when you give place, I know because I was actually bullied in school. I'm one of those guys. I'll, maybe one day I'll share my story. But I was bullied in school. And you know what I found out? If you don't punch him in the nose, <laughs> if you just keep running away and backing away and and placating them, is that, is that, did I say that word right? You know what I'm saying? Trying to pacify and trying to make peace and all that. You know what happens? They take more and more ground to where before they're just calling you names. Now they're tripping you in the hallway. And then they're taking your, your lunch money for real. Yeah, I know it's kind of goofy sounding, isn't it? Then they are physically attacking you and it just builds. And that's the way the enemy is. So just this morning, one word and it was all gone. All of it. Now, thankfully, I have a really good backup system and I was able to retrieve it. But here's my point. Some people would say, well, just don't say it. Just don't say that. No. There, because eventually, and I'm not, again, I'm not being a fear. I'm telling you the truth. Eventually, they will take away your right to read certain. Actually, they're already doing that. You know, in Canada, there are certain verses in the Bible you cannot put in print on the internet. I know that's shocking. And I know some people, oh, Blah, blah, blah. Jim's going off on a tangent. No, it's true. The enemy will keep taking and keep taking and keep taking. And I know some people that actually believe, all due respect, I, disre I completely disagree. But they're just like, hey, you know, if that's what it comes to, we're called to, we're called to just, you know, be persecuted. You know, come on. Come on. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us covered in prayer. You know, I'm just a little guy out here, a little grandpa man just preaching the gospel. But trust me, the devil doesn't like it. And he doesn't like it when you do either. And I'm going to declare, I, and I know, I know lots of people and I love every one of them. And I'm not criticizing you, but I am saying this. You, people that will shut down, that have shut down because they have said, took, take a stand on certain things. And they've gotten a lot of backlash and that backlash sometimes is just through friends. Hey, if we're actually willing to just shut everything out because some friend of ours says something, you know, comes off on us because they don't like what we said. The, the scriptures say it says, if the footmen have worried you, in other words, you know, just the easy guys, what are you going to do in the day of horses? I think he said that to Jeremiah. If the footmen have worried you, what shall you do in the day of the horsemen? In other words, the cavalry, the big guns. And the big guns are coming. They're coming every day. You see it. I know you see it. Okay. I know you do. You cannot hide your head in the sand and pretend it's not there. There's two things to do when the enemy starts stacking bullies, social. It doesn't matter if it's government or friends or family. It doesn't matter. There's two things you can do. Okay. You always have to be like Jesus, right? You never get to act like the world does. You just don't. Not if you're a believer. You don't get to. If Jesus is your Lord, you got to act like him, right? But that doesn't mean you don't stand up. It doesn't mean you don't take a stand. It doesn't mean that you don't say what is true. Now, I've been given a public forum. Not everybody's supposed to do this or called to do this. But the other thing that you can do, you can shut up or you can stand up. You can shut up or you can stand up. And if you shut up, eventually, it's like the, the saying in uh, the days of Adolf Hitler, the national um, response to the growing evil around them and the growing 
uh, submission to all kinds of dark things, the occult, violence, anti-God, all this stuff, the national response to that, do you know what it was? Silence. Not saying anything. In the name, do you know most of, of the Nazi Germany was religious? The vast majority, you can look it up, you can do the research, the vast majority of people in Germany during the rise of Adolf Hitler and Nazism were Christian religious people. I won't say Christian because I don't know their heart, but, but religious. Catholic, Lutheran, and so on. How did a nation full of believing people decide that silence was, listen to me, the gospel response to darkness? Do we have any evidence that that is the truth? We don't. We don't. Okay. All right. So that happened this morning. Um, would appreciate your prayers because I really, have, I don't want to lose all my information, but I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to stop speaking. I'm just not going to do it because lives are on the line. And I'm not just talking about a nicer America. I'm talking about the souls because the deception that's of the age it, and the souls of men and women. I put my nephew, you know, in the ground, as it were, uh, the other day, as it were. Okay, people are temporary and they go into eternity. And I, for one, am going to be responsible enough to tell them this is light, this is darkness. So I've got a few things. Don't, uh, don't want to lose you. I am going to talk just a little bit about the blood of Jesus this morning. <clears throat> but first of all, I want to give you the, uh, I put an intercessor's alert. I won't go deep on all of these because I don't have time. But I'm just going to say five quick things, and they're all written down there. Hey, Wendy. Hi, Esbon. God bless you guys. I'm sorry if I missed your name. It's unintentional. Um, so, number one, uh, pray for China. Most of you know what's going on right now. I'll just give you a super, super quick overview. You, listen, you got to learn to do your own research. Uh, look for verifiable resources. The Alphabet News Networks. ABC, NBC, CBS, CS, NBC, all these guys, they have a, a particular vein of, of what they believe is truth and what they're trying to help America become. So you're not going to get good information. There. But anyway, so when you do your research, just, you know, be careful where you're getting it from. All right. So pray for China. As you know, uh, or may not know, China is uh, at war, you know, mostly just a verbal war right now political war with Taiwan. Now this is, please don't get lost in the weeds here, but I just want to keep it simple. Let, let me just say it this way. Taiwan, okay, it's right off the coast. It's basically an island off of China, mainland China. Taiwan is to China what Ukraine is to Russia, okay? Ukraine, it's their, their own sovereign country. They're their own country. doesn't matter if China doesn't like it. They're their own country, okay? So, and there's all kinds of things I'm not going to go into. Okay, so China feels the same way about Taiwan. Okay, they feel like Taiwan was theirs. It was always theirs. Somehow they broke free, blah, blah, blah. We hate them. We don't like that. We got to, they, they are ours. So Taiwan has been an ally to America for years and years. Bottom line is that America is looking out after ally. Right now, Nancy Pelosi, I think it's today, if I'm not mistaken, they have literally come out. I put some links on the bottom. You can look at them again, but do your own research. They basically said if if Nancy Pelosi, who has every right in the world to go to the country, I don't like Nancy. OK, just yeah, don't freak out. All right. But she has every right in the world to go to a nation, 
a sovereign nation that is an ally to the United States of America, every right in the world. And they're literally saying this can be a declaration of war. It's, it's ridiculous. It's nothing more than uh, China looking for an excuse to evade, invade Taiwan, which everyone has said it is true. If uh, Russia invades and is successful in Ukraine, it'll be a, uh, a permission slip for China to do the same thing. Why does this matter to you? Well, first of all, because they're believers in China and Taiwan and you ought to be praying for them. And number two, because these things tend to accelerate, okay? And uh, because Taiwan, like Ukraine, is an ally to the United States, we have some level of responsibility to stand up for her and defend her, okay? So that could lead literally to a global war. It's not a joke. It's not, you know, like a hyper, oh, you're just freaking out. No, no, no. No, it's it's the real deal. It really is. So need to pray for China. We need to pray for Taiwan. That's number one and number two. And then moving on to Kentucky. We need to pray for Kentucky. Why is that? Well, because if this were happening in your state, you'd be praying for it. And since this is my country and your country, regardless of how happy you are with the country or not, those people over there are suffering in a big way. So right now, if you hadn't been aware, there's a lot of flooding, disastrous levels of flooding. Okay, there's a whole global warming, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to that. All I care about right now is I believe the last thing I read was 36 or 37 people have perished because of these. That's a lot of people for a flood. Typically, we have all kinds of systems in place and we utilize those systems and protect people. But this has come so suddenly and so dramatically, people have died and are dying. So suffering human beings okay so we got that not trying to be sarcastic suffering there's all these other things that always surround these issues i get it but never forget suffering human beings you ought to pray for them you would want them to pray for you if you are the one that's suffering do unto others as you would have them do unto you that's the lord number four pray for our president ah he's not my president well, he is the president of the United States, and that uh, commissions us. It doesn't matter if you like him or not. Uh, actually, this has been the hardest president for me I've ever had to pray for, So, but I am praying for him. I'm praying for his decision-making. I pray for him as a human being. He is a soul that Jesus died to save for. His wife and family, they all need, you know, I, I mean, I don't know where they're at with the Lord, but salvation, that's the most important issue, Right. Heaven and hell, we don't want anyone to perish, you know. So I pray for that, but then I pray because his position, he's, in most people's eyes, totally defined by his position, not before the Lord, but we do need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray that he will be arrested by the conviction of the Holy Spirit to do what is right in the eyes of God, not just his constituents, and so on. So that we're commanded to pray for leadership, not just the president, but at least starting there. So... Don't break that commandment. Are you listening to Jim? Don't break that commandment. You are commanded to pray for him whether you like him or not. And don't pray curses on him. Pray enlightenment. Pray deliverance. Pray salvation. Pray for the wisdom of God. Pray for righteous decision making. And so on the last one, number five, I know I'm talking fast. Pray for the church in America. Now there's a link at the bottom. You're going to want to watch it. And that's what got me my stuff erased. I'm not going to say anything more about that. But when the church in America comes to the place where she celebrates wickedness. Not just to see, and this is how the devil does. It goes from, from saying you're haters and you're awful and you're terrible. And so we repent, oh God, forgive us. And we go to these people that are, you know, we never meant to hate you, you know, or act like we did and we love you and we want you 
to come to know the Lord and blah, blah, blah. Then it goes from from tolerating to accepting. And then eventually the goal of the enemy, like I said, is celebrating wickedness, calling good evil and evil good. And I know most people don't think they do that, but here's a case where they really do. And friend, if the church needed ever needed prayer, my Lord in heaven, this is nothing less than things that have been done in the Bible that God destroyed nations for. So that's all I'm going to say. So I want to talk about the blood of Jesus this morning. Um, let me read what I wrote real quick here and keeping an eye on my clock. Nothing but the blood. Uh, please listen to what I'm saying. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can bring America back from her backslidden condition before the creator of heaven and earth. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can bring back the backslidden, and I will say backslidden church. Not The whole church is not backslidden. I'm not anti-church. I'm not like, the church is wicked. You know, I know some people, that's their shtick. Okay, I get it. I, you know, I, you know, but the church, there there are, I mean, there are things going on in in places that are called. And some people say, well, if those things are happening, they're not really the church. That's a great argument. You know, you can't say that you love Jesus and love the things he hates. You just can't. Okay, I'm sorry. You just can't. So the church does need to be prayed for, for sure. Um, and the reason I think we highlight the church, first of all, is because as goes the church. Are you listening now? As goes the church, so goes the world. We're the salt and the light. The, the world, you know, we, we're out there blaming the world for its wickedness. Somewhere along the line, the body of Christ, the church of Jesus, that was called to be salt, which is a, a corruption-abating influence and light, which pushes back. The, that's on us, okay? And I'm here to say the church is bad. I've learned you do not bash the bride, okay? You do not bash the bride. Jesus has an ill effect when you bash the bride. I'm just telling I met him once, you know, face to face, you know, said it's a fearful thing to um, to correct another man's bride. Okay, so I do that with Jesus. I hope you're paying attention. Okay, but the church needs, we need to repent. We need to repent of allowing iniquity. I'm not talking about being hateful. I'm not talking about going and ranting on the internet like we do. Sometimes we just rant and then, yeah, I'm talking about loving people and loving God and speaking the truth, speaking the truth in love. That is your commandment to do so. But America will only come back to God when the church raises to the level. Now, there's always going to be wicked people. There's always going to be those who decide to do evil. God, mercy rejoices against judgment. God does not want to you know, bring harsh correction to people, but he doesn't want people to go to hell either, okay? So remember that. So we need to pray for the body of Christ that we will uphold the standards and the love, yes, both, of Jesus to the world, okay? And not compromise. Compromise is a bad thing, okay? So the backslidden church will result in a backslidden country. And friend, nobody with an honest bone in their body who does serious research not just in your vein of people, but serious historical research about this country. You know, this is titled Justice for America. And I believe Justice for America is answering the pleas of multiplied millions of believers whose souls have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who say, God, have mercy on our country. I believe Justice for America looks like revival. Are you listening? If you ever wonder why this title, here it is right now. 
Justice for America looks like revival. Now, I'm talking about God's view of justice. You know, I mean, if you want the kind of justice that means fire and brimstone and, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and all that, then, then you know, I, I don't know what to say about that. I don't want that, you know. Mercy rejoices against judgment. Will God do that? Yes, he will. You cannot deny that out of the scripture just because you don't like it. It is in the Bible, okay? And I have faced that. I've been on both sides of that equation, the mercy and the and the just the judgment of God. Justice in the eyes of the Lord is that we all perish, or in the eyes of, of a righteous standard, okay? In the eyes of the law, okay, and the lawgiver. If we if our justice is not based in the cross, then it's based in something else, and everything else looks like we don't deserve anything but to perish okay um but the just we don't get what we deserve we get what he deserves that is the glory of the blood of jesus so justice in america looks like renewal it looks like revival it looks like repentance remember the three r's you thought they were reading writing and arithmetic they're actually repentance renewal and revival <laughs> revivals when the holy spirit sets down like a blanket on a nation or a state, or a person, like he has you, right? You felt that. Sets down on you like a blanket, and suddenly your spiritual eyes are open to the righteousness of God. And it's not about fighting for something political or, or some, you know, legislation. It's about, oh my God, I'm not cursing. Oh my God, I'm going to stand before you, and what am I going to say to you? What am I going to do? The blood of Jesus you must have the blood of Jesus. This nation must have the blood of Jesus. I'm going to attempt to go through a few scriptures in the next 10 minutes. There are, now you don't hear a lot about the blood today. And I'm saying the blood of Jesus is the answer for America. I know there are those who will watch this who have some pretty, you know, like, you know, intelligent people on different levels, you know, secular, whatever, who watch the program. I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart, with all my heart, this is the hill I will die on. You know, I hear people, I'll die on this hill. I'll, you know, hills that really aren't we're dying for. This is the hill we're dying on, the blood of Jesus, because nobody gets saved without the blood of Jesus. There is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. Okay, in the Old Testament, it's the shedding of blood of animals. I know that grosses people out, and they think God is terrible and bad and wicked. Trust me, there was a very legitimate reason. I don't have time to go into that. But when you stand before the Lord, you will absolutely go. You're justified in why you did that. So there's that covenant, but we're in a better covenant. It's the blood of Jesus. Okay. The blood of Jesus is not some tiny little doctrinal side issue that, oh yeah, it's just a metaphor for, no, no. When you look up, and I really want to encourage you to do this. Okay. Sometimes the things that are not mentioned very much in today's are the very things we need to reestablish Please, are you listening to me? Get this in your heart. Communion is not just some kind of a, a you know, just ritual that we go through. These are, these are crucial elements of not just the doctrines of the church, but of the way God sees things. Hi, Carla. Hi, Randy. You want to see things the way God sees things? You better get back into the scripture and find out what he says. Now, he's made it really easy. All you got to do is go on Google or DuckDuckGo or a hundred other search engines and look up the blood of Jesus verses, like, you know, Bible verses. That, I, I'm going to confess, that's actually what I had to do this morning because I was dealing with my computer and 
it was really amazing. I walk out. There was a car wreck in front of the house this morning, the house we're staying at, okay? A car wreck, an ambulance. A guy, drunk, okay? wasn't going to say this, but I, I'm going to. Drunk guy comes around the hairpin corner, crashes into a nurse. You know, prophetic people tend to see prophecy and everything, and I do too. I know I'm, I watch a movie and I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's like, stop it. <laughs> you know? But I see something in that. I really do. And I felt like, here's the morning we're leaving, and here's a sign, two dramatic things that happened to me. Two dramatic things that happened this morning. I lose all my information. All, I mean, my, my whole life on the computer, right? I lose it all. I get it back. It was really funny because I'm sitting there with Linda and we're praying. We're literally, her and I literally are calling on the name of Jesus to bring back this information that's so important. Now I'm going to put it on stuff and say this. But the moment we prayed, seconds after, God brought it all back. So that was the one thing. The enemy is attempting to steal your identity if you do not acknowledge that. I'm not saying he has. I'm saying if you don't acknowledge that you are in the crosshairs. Come on, Christian. This is not negativity. This is not, oh, you're just, no, no, this is this. Paul said we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, he says we, we know what's going on. Satan is trying to steal your identity. Okay, I'm not saying he's successful. I'm saying that you are in the crosshairs. You have to acknowledge that. Don't walk in fear. But there, you know, there are two extremes, right? Pretending it's not happening and walking in fear, find the middle ground. So that's the first thing. My identity, stealing that, erasing that. Second thing, a wreck right in front of the house. There was a severely, from the lips of the police officer, severely intoxicated person. And a nurse. I saw the nurse. She had her stethoscope on the whole thing. Do you know who we are? We're the nurses. We're the body of Christ. We are not the patients. Dear God, please deliver us from the sick and broken and we're the patient mentality. I'm not saying we don't have issues. Nurses get sick too, right? We all, yeah. But you are not. Those that are whole, that's you, right? If you're saved, that's you. Are you listening to Papa Jim? Come on. Let's, let's get real here. The bio, Jesus, out of his own mouth, said these words. He says, they that are whole, talking about us, right? He's talking about the forgiven, need not a physician, but they that are sick. He was talking about his ministry. I come not to call the righteous, they that are whole, but sinners, they that are sick. This is how God sees it. It's not just some radical preacher that sees it that way. This is the words of God. This is how he says, I see the world in two ways. They're either, you know, embracing my righteousness through the blood of my cross, and they're, they're whole. They're the ones I call the whole that don't need a physician. And he said, then there are those who are not, who haven't yet. They're not forgiven. They're not delivered. They're not saved. I call them the sick. I come not to call the righteous, but, but, uh, but the wicked or the sinful to repentance. So that wreck that happened, you've got one guy that is intoxicated, drunk out of his mind. The police said heavily intoxicated. And then you've got someone whose call is to save lives. Happening, boom, an intersection, an intersection. This is where we are right now. You're not called to be passive. You're not called to just ignore. You're not called to just become more and more like the world. You're you're there. We're not, our churches are not supposed to be 
you know, a, a hospital where all of us nurses get together and doctors and give each other back rubs all the time because we're just so broken all the time. That is not, we're called to be a hospital like Jesus. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. All right. I'm not sure how I got off on all that. Oh, the two things that happened to me this morning. I believe these are prophetic signs. Today's the day we leave. God let two major things happen. I believe they literally are a picture, okay, of so you and I need to be aware, lest we get in a wreck with those that are intoxicated with the deception. The scripture says in the last days, there will be deception that sweeps the land. When they asked Jesus about the last days, the first thing they said, what it's going to be like, the first thing he said, first thing he said, be careful that you're not deceived. All right. I've read in the scripture. So what I started to say was that I literally copied these. There's like 35, 40 of them. I don't know. There are so many. This is not a little side issue in the Bible. This is a huge, huge issue. They saw the literal, not just the, I mean, metaphorical, but the literal blood of Jesus as the thing that takes away sins. Okay. So let's just read a couple of scriptures real quick and I'm going to close. First Peter 1 19. Uh, it says, but with the precious, we're not saved by corruptible things like silver and gold were not purchased but we are purchased with the precious blood of jesus as of a lamb because pointing back to the old testament the children of israel the way they got out of bondage k okay, was because of the lamb and it wasn't just a lamb that was with them okay right think about this god didn't say hey take a little baby lamb and every family have a little baby lamb because that's going to illustrate jesus walking with you and all that no there had to be death first. There had to be the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. As of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, quote, the blood of Christ. Okay, we're cleansed. Twice it says blood. Okay, uh, and that's just one verse again. So many of it. And then there's Matthew 26, 28. Jesus talking, right? We believe in him still, right? He said, for this is my blood of the covenant. All right. This is another. There's so many components to the blood of Jesus. It's not just forgiveness. There's a lot of things. There's a covenant. There cannot be God-honored the covenantal system that I believe he set up. A lot of people say, well, it was just something that, you know, people did. And so God hopped on the back of that thing and used that to, as an illustration. You know, maybe I kind of have a feeling that the millions of years that he existed before planet Earth, he planned that all out. He said, I'm going to make a covenant with people, and it cannot happen unless blood is shed. Pleading the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. It's a good word. Good word, Randy. Preach it, brother. The blood, you would not have a covenant with God without the blood. Are you listening? You would not have a covenant with God without blood. You wouldn't have. In the Old Testament, real quick, they... I won't go into all the details, but they would cut a trench. Abraham did this. You cut a trench. Okay. You would uh, take an animal and slay the animal. Okay. And the blood would be in the trench. And you would stand on one side of the bloody trench. And a man would stand, or a person, woman, whoever, on the other side. And you are saying basically, okay, nothing short of the shedding of blood and my physical death, just like this animal we're standing, it was intended to be graphic, okay? And don't go off on all, oh, well, you know, they're killing them. You know what? You eat meat every day. People are killing animals. Just stop it. I'm sorry. Gosh, sometimes. Anyway, this is God saying nothing 
can separate you from my love. The covenant that Jesus made was sealed in his own blood. That's how important this blood is. Blood's not a little thing. All right, let's go to the next one. Hebrews 10 and 4. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Now think of the how grateful we ought to be in the covenant that we're in. Okay, we are in a better covenant, the Bible says. Don't stop trying to live in the old one. The Bible says it was good. It was given by God. It was not bad. Okay, don't make it, don't demonize it. It was God that did that. He's saying, but now I'm going to give you a better. Okay, the second, we call it sometimes the second covenant. The better, it's better. Okay, new versus old. Okay, people stumble at that, but it's still the truth. So, back uh, in, under the first covenant, the one that was the, not greater, the lesser, okay? There was no, through that kind of shedding of blood, the b- blood of, uh, in the reason why God, again, used animals, because they were innocent. They hadn't done anything wrong, okay? Pointing to Jesus. Never did anything wrong. Never did, but people hated him, and they cried, crucify me. He said, if I had not taken away their cloak for sin, these are his words, they would not have hated me. People hate it when they see their sin, because they want to believe it's okay. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, so anyway, they hated him because he said, no, your sin's not okay. I love you. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to cut the covenant with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. If you enter the covenant, you still have to enter the covenant. Okay, he's not going to make you, like, drag you into the, the bloody trench. He's not going to do that, right? You've still got to say yes. But but when you're there, he says, I'm not going to, as long as you keep the covenant with me, we're good. Okay, anyway. Lot there to unpack. So the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. It just covered it up. Okay. You're living with the consciousness of sin under that covenant. And the new covenant says, I'm going to take away your consciousness of it. I'm going to, you're not going to live under the guilt. And if you're living under the guilt and the shame of sins that have been forgiven, that's the devil. Okay. That is Satan. You have to acknowledge that's the devil and repent of that, and then say, God, I accept your that you've not only forgiven my sins, but you have washed them away. Never more, again, this is God talking, never more to be remembered against you again. All right? Don't live under shame. First John 5, 6 says that this is the one, talking about Jesus, who came by water and blood. Not by water only, but with the water and blood. All right, I'm going to go past that one because that would take too long. Uh, Hebrews 9.14. Hebrews has tons to say about the sacrificial system, how it related to the life of Christ, how it, um, you know, this uh, picture, the old was a picture of the new, okay? It wasn't just a new and a better covenant. Remember the word better. But it was also, these things were types and shadows, uh, prophetic pictures of what was coming, right? So they were never meant to be the main thing, never. They were meant to be a shadow of, of the real thing. You know, when you're walking down the street and you see somebody's shadow, you don't look at the shadow and go, that's the real thing. No, that's <laughs> dumb. You know, you wait for the person to come. So that's the sacrificial system was a shadow. It wasn't the real thing. It wasn't, it was essential. Oh my gosh, yes, it was essential, but it was not what was coming. So, so Hebrews has a lot to say. Hebrews 9, 14, how much more? So he's talking about the, uh, the blood of bulls and goats that could, uh, you know, Deliver a person from wrath, make sure they're in right relationship with God, but cannot remove. This is a whole thing all by itself. So how can a person be forgiven? How can a person have their sins covered? How can they be in right relationship with God because of the shedding of the blood of bulls and goats? And yet, their sin is not 
like taken away. I, it's very difficult to explain, but it's one of those mysteries. You literally, because of the blood of Jesus, there's a difference in the way God deals with your sin. They were still justified through that, but they walked in the the remembrance. It says, he that that has been forgiven in the new covenant says there's no, there's not this consciousness, this guilt, this shame. What Jesus done, did was more than just remove sin. That's what I'm saying. In the old covenant, he removed sin too, okay? Or he covered it. It was covered. We like to say it's covered, okay? Like the goat skins for Adam and Eve, you know, or the lamb skin. They're, they're covered, but they weren't made clean again. Justified, just as if I'd never sinned. That's what the Lord does, okay? You can be forgiven in the old covenant, but it wasn't just as if I'd never sinned. There's no returning back to original state. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself that blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works? Okay, that's talking about the blood. First John 1 John 1.7 We walk in the light as he is in the light, keeping covenant. We have fellowship with him, right? We're in the trench together. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The, again, we're talking 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever scriptures in the New Testament. This is not, just because you don't hear it from your favorite preacher all the time, doesn't mean it isn't a dynamic and powerful truth. All right, I'm going to close up. Uh, yeah, I got to close. And uh, let's look at the Exodus. Uh, the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you. And so on. I got to stop. I got to stop. All right. All of those verses are on there. You can look them up right off of uh, this broadcast, or you can look them up yourself, but you ought to look them up. Amen. If you're just joining us here towards the end, as I know some of you are, thank you. God bless you. We, we love and care for you. Pray for Linda and I as we start our traveling today. Um, we could use some financial help if um, if anybody wants to reach out to us. Um, but take time to think about these things. If you're just tuning in, go back and listen to this from the beginning. These are important issues. We put the things that we uh, need to pray about, just some stuff. Look at those. Uh, print it out. Cut and paste it. Some I heard talk to someone the other day. said, I had no idea that I could go on to the... Um, the description box of your Facebook broadcast and copy and paste it. I had no idea I could do that. So maybe you didn't know either. You can go to that description. You have to hit the where it says more dot 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 M-O-R-E. You hit that and it drops down, opens up. Usually it's a whole page of scriptures and links and so on. You can go to that. If you just hold your finger on it, it highlights the whole thing and it says copy text and you hit that. Then you can go to your notes in your phone or an email or whatever and uh, and again, press your finger down on it. I, I'm not trying to insult your intelligence because I know most of you know this, but some don't. Press your finger on it again and hit paste and boom, you got the whole thing and you can use it as a Bible study. All right, we love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for your prayers and your love and your support. And uh, we'll do our best to keep you updated day by day through words of encouragement and through justice for America. And remember to pray for the blood of Christ to bring. There is a better blood than that of Abel that was spirit enough for blood and sin. All right, we love you. God bless you. And we will look forward to seeing you. Sorry, I'm shaking the camera here. Look forward to seeing you. Give yourself permission to have a great day.
You've been listening to Connection Life Ministries podcast. It is our honor and privilege to partner with others from around the world in a joint effort to get the Word of God to you. If you would like more information or have questions, feel free to email us at connectionlifeministries@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com.